0: How are you sir i am doing fantastic today fantastic tubely at volume <laughs> gotta adjust it should i keep talking yeah just all keep right. on adjusting we're all making right. adjustments right now we couldn't get the fan in the background we? yep yeah it helps us out out here all right we need to stay cool because we're during it we're in a heat wave yes so I figured I had everybody else on here had their own episode except for you.
1: I, I don't know why. That
0: would be the funniest one you have.
1: Exactly. Besides, besides Austin and Blake,
0: He's not listening. No, that episode sucked. There's Deb? Why? It's, it's, I just came unprepared for oh, topics okay. and everything. Well, and it mainly was just me and Austin talking and Blake was like in the background is not being able to contribute to the conversation. That's not right. So
1: I'm going to be on after Scott Hastings.
0: Yes. So I watched his. I watched, like I said, I watched that video and I was like, holy fuck, <laughs> with everything that was, everything that he went through and. Yeah.
1: It was amazing. So we can talk about it. So we won't be ruining the spoilers. No he was like telling me how many times he shot but then he also got shot in his armor and his gun I said you actually got shot more more than what hit you but he only counts the ones that hit his body not the
0: ones that hit his armor or his gun so that's probably because it'd be like oh my god how does it feel to be shot se- how to be shot 11 times and then you're like oh I was shot 11 but only what 7 or seven. 9 seven, 7 went into his body yeah it's like, don't count the shots. You know that. Yes. It's good
1: technical. All right. So we're going
0: to talk about, we didn't have a subject, did we? No, I just said we were going to have a conversation because okay. the, to me, those are the best kind of podcasts where you just seem like, a, like, there's no topic. So. Exactly. So, but well, um, I want to say, cause you met Scotty through the, uh, Second Chance? Yep, Operation Second Chance. Um,
1: it, the, I think we met him year before. It would be going on two years ago, last October. And Operation Second Chance, they do a lot. They have, they take veterans, disabled veterans, um, they take them out fishing, they take them on retreats. They help them out with school loans, I believe. But if you need assistance and bills and stuff, they help out there. Um, but they they also, what I see them do is they also take the ter- the caretakers. So the wives, the mothers who, who help the vets out, they take them away for a weekend. It's just them to do whatever, you know. Oh, that's pretty cool. So... But the one we have is the, the uh, operation second Chance uh, Atlanta deer, or Atlanta deer hunt at the VA gun, uh, VA Hunting Club up in Atlanta, Michigan, which is the herd, which is the elk capital of Michigan, The Elk capital of Michigan. They have the, the largest elk herds in Michigan. Uh, just a, oh, one of my friends, Jeff, work, lives in Atlanta, drives to Grayling to work. Said he had a 10 minute detour because a uh, elk curve was crossing the road. He had this, that was this traffic jam. So, what we do is we get vets from all over the United States. Uh, last year we had one from Florida, one from uh, Colorado and then uh, Gunny Eagle was from Michigan and we bring them up and and what Operation Second Chance they basically all they have to do is get to the airport we they pay for their airlines the air tra- travel there we pick them up we take them we get there, we get their uh, Operation Second Chance pays for their license. They also pay for, uh, um, the food and lodging. Uh, Mark, who, who hosts this, has a three-bedroom, uh, cabin. It's more like a house. Um, we call it the cabin. And these guys have their own, you know, their own beds, their own rooms, or they share a room. But they have their own beds. And they, um... And they, and we get them in a day, a couple days before opening season on the 15th. They come in on 13th the 14th. We show them around where they're going to hunt. Explain to them. Um, We also provide all the guns and the ammo. And with that, they get to, uh, and then also to all their, the food they need. So, uh, housing and and you know in food it's all covered also too if they shoot well they all always do shoot a deer when they shoot a deer we also get it uh processed there's a there's a deer processor up there that puts us front in the line so they can process their deer so when they leave they get a cooler of meat of venison to take home and their airline back we make sure they get back and then they get picked up where they started off at so um, basically if they need anything extra um, my main job up there is uh, kind of like the, the den mother type of deal I make sure they have breakfast in the morning make sure lunch is there make sure the dinner is ready cook clean take care of all that stuff and that's how I met Scotty and I met a lot of a lot of cool veterans on there. So, all
0: right, I'm gonna ask this question. It's gonna sound really kind of a uh, kind of fucked up, but is there like like touchy subjects you guys don't really? I mean, not the obvious rude ones, but like if something if something said, do they get like offended by it? You you don't know veterans. There is
1: there is no limits.
0: Um, no, not at all. Um,
1: they're the work. Actually those guys bring up the worst stuff. <laughs> That's the sad part. There's stuff that I didn't even think about. I remember walking in there and you know the three there was three of them. Not with Scott Hastings, but we also get the ones who were losing their legs, their arms, and they were all sitting in there once talking about and, and you know in a lot of them too. You can ask them, and they'll also tell you they have thought about committed suicide. You know, that, that crosses their mind. Right. It really does. But it was funny, because I walked in there once, and they was like, wonder how a guy with no arms and no legs tries to swallow pills. And that's what the conversation <laughs> they had. I, did, I walked by, and I just shook my head and walked through, because I wasn't going to get involved in that. So a lot of them, no, they're really not. These guys are seasoned. The military, the sense of humor on that is a whole different world. There is no topic they won't touch. You'll get some people who are sensitive, but the majority, I wanna say 90% of them, you can bring something up and they're, they're just gonna, they try to, you know, vets try to gross each other out. That's what it comes down to. It's a whole different world when you deal with the vets, especially at that where they've been through everything,
0: you know? Right, PTSD so, and...
1: Yes, and that, you know, that stuff, it, 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 it hits home, you know?
0: Yeah. I was always wondering about that, because I know that... Was it you and Dan do it, right? Yep, Dan. Uh, my first year when I went out there, they, he had two groups. I think he had two
1: groups for, like, three or four years. And... Now he's only the, the club is only limited to him to one group, so they would be up there for three days of hunting, then another group would come in and no, another three days of hunting. So, um, the club wanted to limit it to so many hunters, that's what was the club's decision.
0: So, so yeah. do, like, not to cut you off, but um, you're saying that so every time, so basically, like, every person that does this thing most of the time they get a deer. Like they actually I want to say
1: out of the times there we maybe had one, maybe two guys out of I want to say close to 18 guys, only two didn't get a deer. Damn. So, you know, some of them get those. But majority of them get some nice bucks. Well, last year uh One of the guys got, uh, not last year, the year before, the one with Scott, um, he got, the one guy got two bucks, and one would have been, one would have been an eight point, but their antlers were all messed up. Uh, so, um, yeah, they, they get that, the first year I went up, they had, he had three ladies who were up there who volunteered, and they were on the first group, but the, you know, I'm not going to say... It. They, it was grateful for them to come. They did it. They they helped out, but they took it more as a vacation. They would... Because they couldn't stay in the cabin, so they stayed at a hotel room. So they would stay... They stayed at the hotel room, and they wouldn't show up until nine ten o'clock, and then barely had lunch, didn't do a lot of stuff, and dinner was so-so. You know, I don't want to down, but they didn't do... you
0: just being honest.
1: Right. So when I got there... When I was told this, I was told, You're, we want to have this, this, and this done. Well, that's what I did. I woke up in the morning before anybody else. I had breakfast ready, so when they're ready to get up, when they were getting up and ready to go, there was hot breakfast. Then the next day was uh, and then, and lunch. I got it set up. Now I do different things for lunch, but what I do now is a soup and a, sa- a, soup and a sandwich. Got a nice warm soup coming in. I do the Bear Creek and I doctor him up. So I was doing this for a week, and then at the end of the the week, uh, Mark, who was in charge, and I never met Mark until I got up there. He told Dan, he goes, "We got to keep him because I did what he wanted." And he told, you know, he said to me later, he goes, "You know," he goes. You have one of the important jobs. He goes. If we if we didn't have you, we'd have cold cereal for breakfast, sandwich for lunch, and then dinner we wouldn't know what to do. Right. So so you had somebody there cleaning up, making sure. Um, I run to the store just in case somebody needs something. Like one time the guys needed our. Uh, it's funny. Was brownies, and I think it was uh, it was uh the the group that Scott was with. And they said they wanted brownies, and uh, so I just dis- so I decided I get the bra- uh go out. Dan and I went out, and I thought they'd had the packaged brownies, the ones of the baker ones. No, so I had to make brownies. But Dan was over by the little Debbie snake, and I got Santa brownies. Dangles well, ain't like Santa brownies. So then uh, we bring them back. We say we got you sal- Santa Santa brownies. These guys are like all excited, like like kids like last year they wanted to watch Talladega Nights but we didn't have it on DVD think about it in Atlanta there there was no video rentals um, and where we're at there's no Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, so you can't download it and do it and so we had a friend God bless her so she helps us out a lot up there got the DVD we got and then her husband brought it the met that the next day and it was like they showed him the vi- the, the movie and then all those guys were like all excited like little kids
0: it's amazing how you get a bunch of guys like that and they're excited over little stuff like that probably it might be because they might feel like that's like they're they're getting appreciated right and you know and this is the thing too is with with these vets they
1: all went through the same thing. They went through the same thing. So, um, so when they go through the when they go through this, it, like the last group was Charlie, it was uh, Gabe, and it was uh, uh, Matt. And these got, no, it was well, yeah, yeah, Charlie. Well, those was the group before that? We get what we do is we bring somebody who hunted before. We bring them back. And they get to pick who they want, and then, uh, and then we did that two years in a row, and it's nice because there's guys that serve together. Like for example, um, D- uh, Rodriguez and uh, and Gardner, Justin, both of those, and then and then uh, Gunning was their gunnery sergeant, Jay, Jay Eagle, and. Actually, those two blew up, blew up. Or one, you know, blew up with the an EID, and then, like, less than a minute later, the other one blew up. As a matter of fact, the one who blew up second was trying to guide his way there so they can get a clean path to get to him, so they can get him out. Yeah. And that's how he blew up. And they both blew up together. They were buddies before... And then when they went to the hospital, they were buddies then, and they're still buddies now.
0: Yeah, with that you kind of like you guys share something that nobody else will understand. Right, and 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 they, you know,
1: and a lot of them
0: make friends,
1: you know, when they're in the unit, and then when they're also through the ho- in the hospital, going through the rehab, getting their artificial legs. Right. You know, and some guys can't get artificial legs, so, but it's it's what they have to do. So they build a bond that way
0: too. What was boot camp like? Cause I know cause you were in the military. I was in the Marines
1: and I was in 85. So a lot of people don't understand that in 85, we had a lot of people, some of our DIs were from Vietnam. Really? So they were, you know, it was a, it was a, an, an it was a whole different world, but if you just and, I, and I've told everybody who goes to Marine Boot Camp two things: do what you're told and shut your mouth. Which you know that's hard for me to do, right? <laughs> but I did, and I was did what I was told. I passed it, you know, being being eighteen, being yeah, being eighteen, being in good shape, listening. And doing what you're told. I
0: didn't think it was that bad. But did it kind of like, uh, kind of teach you? Like, like do you use things that you get that you got from it, and now, like, you know, you get what I mean. Like, do you ever use things that you learned in boot camp now later in life? Well, I can say one thing: you, you kind of know our family. I think that
1: going in the, I wouldn't say boot camp, but the Marines itself, I think is one of the best things I did. You know, not only did I get, you know, go out on my own, I wasn't relying on my family. I was relying on myself and my, and my Marine Corps brothers to make it through, to make it through life. Right. I think it gave me a lot of discipline and a lot of knowledge and a lot of, things i learned that I probably wouldn't have learned if I stayed here in Michigan for four years. I got to see a lot, you know, I was in California, I was in, I was in Okinawa, I was in Korea, I was in North Carolina for a while. I didn't know you went to Okinawa. Yeah, I was there, I was supposed to be there for six months, I got there for a month, went to Korea, and then came back and had a month left. Oh, wow. So I was in Korea for like, three and a half, almost one month. Just on the military base or... Um,
0: Or like the barracks?
1: No, in Korea I was in uh, what they called uh, Team Spirit 88. I was there and we were like one of the first ones there because we were supply, so we were the first ones there to make sure everything goes up. And then we also make sure everything... Gets packed and we can't leave until everything's packed and ready to go. So until the last tent, before when we got there, there was no tents. We had to put up two, two, two or three tents for the people who were building the tents. So we're the ones who were making sure that there was the tents, the stakes, all the equipment to put them up. I didn't have to put them up, but I got to make sure that make sure everything there. was there. So which was cool because one of the things there was. They with we were with the air with the, with the helicopters, and then one of the things was is our supply tent. People would come and need equipment if they decided to do a maneuver. If there was missing equipment, they had to come see us. So we got we had to have one person there twenty four hours a day. So we 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 put our tent up. So our front part was the office. The back part was the. Um, was where we lived at you know the funny part was we were what they called the S1 the, the where the admin and all that they were all upset that the admin was upset that we had our own quarters and we told them the reason why is because there's people coming in the middle of the night but they didn't want to hear it they complained to the to the major we said that to the major he goes I know so we they moved us over there after the first night three people came in to get it woke everybody up they complained that they got woken up and they weren't happy about that. And and then we went we you know, we were finishing up that went to breakfast. Major came into our office, said, Do You guys need to get your stuff out of that tent and go back to where you were. <laughs> and we said to the major, we said, We told you that. And he said, I know. He goes, but sometimes you have to teach people a lesson about it. Cause they don't listen, and he said, and he said, When I heard you guys, they got woke up three times. He goes, I was laughing, and then he says, Well, what do you want me to do? Won't we'll get them out. Well, you just complained to me for a week that you wanted them in there,
0: and right? So, yeah, people don't know what they want because I was always kind of wondering that. Because, from you know, boot camp, sir, from what I've been told. Is that boot camps? That's not necessarily easy, but you know it's not like it really kind of wears you down to see what you're actually doing. Right,
1: out. right. What they do is, of course, when you first get off there, they shave your head, the whole nine yards. Basically, what boot camp, is they they tear you down. That's the main goal, and then they build you up. And that's that. The the other boot camps do the same, but the Marines is the one that's the longest. Yeah, because you guys are first one in last one out. Right. And also, too, we're all basic... All Marines are basic riflemen. Because you have to qualify with the weapon, and you have to take so much training, and you do uh, a basic um, infantry. So so when they say that is every Marine is a rifleman, you have to qualify every year to shoot Yet you have to do so much field experience because, uh, like, when when I was during the uh, I the, the Iraq War when we went to liberate uh, the first one Desert Storm. Yeah, there was a girl. There was a motor equipment uh, Army motor equipment that got ambushed, and she got and she was a POW. And they were talking about that. I can tell you right now if it was a marine uh, transport, everybody would have rifles and it would be a different story. Right. Just like when the parts of Afghanistan where the Brits were nothing against the Brits. um, They were holding a certain area and the Taliban would, would be shooting at them. Well, they brought the Marines in, and then, and then they they saw the uniforms were different, but they didn't say anything. They thought, well, what the heck? So they went to attack, and the Marines went went after them and then chased them down. And then uh, the the words that they were hearing when they were eavesdropping on the thing was saying, who the hell are these people? You know, who are, who the hell are these guys? They're not human. They're animals. And then in that area it got safer because they would see the marines coming through, and they wouldn't mess with them because they would not only fight them, they would chase them
0: down. Right. Because they didn't back off. That's the one thing I noticed. Like, there's a, like a lot of countries that will talk shit about America, but when there's something going on, who do they call?
1: Yeah. It's. Uh, I saw something on Facebook. It said that uh, ISIS put their red flag, the doom, up. And then somebody... And then underneath that, they say, we have our own red flag at doom. And they show the Marine Corps flag. Because people, they don't understand that, you know. And I know you're going to get the Army people and the Navy and the Coast Guard and the Chair Force. They're (laughs) going to hear that. You're going to hear them say something. But the truth is, you can say, you're in the Army, yeah, yeah. You You say that person's a Marine, people say... You know, seriously, second, they second guess if they if you're in the army and you piss somebody off, they think, you know, they mm, maybe I should be careful. But if you said that person's in the Marines, they 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 cautiously don't want to mess with you because of the reputation. Even though more, even though those people probably beat me up, but they just thought about that because of that. Right. But it's like, you know, we talk about, you know, the chair force. Whenever they go, if they go to a, to a Marine barracks to stay, they get paid extra money because because their living standards are low. And, that, and I didn't know this. See, I was in the... When I was in the
0: Marines... Living standards.
1: Oh, yeah. You, I'll get to that. So when... I was I was stationed in Teston and Alto. There's no other military base within 50 miles of us. nothing close. you know I think it was over an hour or so to Camp Pendleton and to the other ones, there's other bases or you know it wasn't even close. So we were actually inside a city and we were one of the best bases because there was more civilians there was businesses that were bigger than how many people were on our base. There was. was. So we were like this. If you go to like Pendleton and then Riverside's right there, that's a military town. We weren't in a military town because that's just, it was, we weren't because there was more civilians around us than there was military itself. So, but when I went to to Okinawa, they had an Air Force base and uh, one sergeant I was with, he's like, uh, let's go over there and work out in their gym. And I'll tell you like this, you see my pool barn? So imagine this empty, the Marine gym is, is this pool barn is nicer than what a Marine gym is. It's like going in there with secondhand equipment, the whole nine yards. I mean, you might there might be some nicer gyms on some nicer bases, some bigger bases, but still, a lot of their gyms are basically a, a little warehouse with used equipment. That's what it is. We went to the Air Force one. Big building. They had walked in. They had a juice bottle there. They had racquetball courts. They, their, their workout equipment was like the best. They had the beautiful gym they had it was it was so ridiculous that was like it was like a premium health one and then we went to have lunch there and our lunch our i know they're changed now but when i was in you get a tray just like you see in there go up they swap the food on there and you go sit down you clean up after yourself and then you leave here they had to sit down and brought us a menu i was like what the hell is this? Because I was so used to dealing with nothing, you know? Right. And, uh, but, th- yeah, and then when we went up to, to Pusan, we stayed at the Army one, and that was nice, too. But you go to a Marine, bar- you go to a Marine one, and, no, it's not. But, uh, yeah, that, it, it, so when you get something that nice, and then you go to a Marine one, to a Marine barracks, and that's just like, uh... I don't know if it's Scott Hastings. Hastings or some... No, somebody else was telling me that they... One of the. No, it wasn't Scott. It was somebody else who told me that they had to get a prisoner. They went in the village at night. They took some time to find this guy who was getting... And they have to do it always at night. They don't do it during the day. So they get this guy. Well, sunbreak. They weren't going to send out a helicopter during the day. They had to stay at a... At a marine outpost, and they said there was this alleyway that led to the marine outpost. It was dark; it was just like dark. And it and their signs on there says U.S. Marines, and then the Arabic says you will be shot the whole nine yards. (laughs) They said they had a flag with them, and they're holding the flag and screaming that they're U.S. soldiers, and they need to stay there. And they're like, the Marines are like, yeah, come on in. And he says it was like he goes in there and goes it was like two cots there were sleeping bags on the floor they were eating the, the mre's there wasn't anything fancy for them and he said they act like you know they gave they let them use what they needed and they acted you know they're like Geez, what a shithole and these guys were like this is home you know and that's the thing that that's another reason why we don't have good stuff is because once you're out there you're not gonna have all the good stuff
0: right would you say it was a really it was a struggle for you to go from being in the military and then going back to a civil like um, being like a citizen again I wouldn't say that because you remember I was in
1: supply so we worked like Monday through Friday eight hours a day um, we didn't do a lot a lot of these guys who do that are the ones who were in a for, like, in combat, so it's a whole different world. I was kind of set up more like that. And we got to remember, when I was in those from 85 to 89, and nothing happened. Nothing. There was nothing between those four years when I was in that nothing happened. Now, when I got out, that's when Desert Storm was starting. Like, remember, I got out in 89. Desert Storm, they were already in there a year later. And they and they were ready to go you know two years later so i even had a letter saying that um saying that i could be recalled because when you sign up you get four years of active and eight years of inactive or four years of inactive so you have a total of eight years you're obligated to the to the military i signed up the year before so that was one of my years of inactive so i had three years left but in that three years, they can call you back and keep you for another 20 years if right. they need to. So, like I said, I didn't—I had nothing going on. It was, like, quiet. And, and it's not saying that I didn't want to do anything. I mean, we were trained and ready to go. Right. You know, if we had to leave, we had to leave. And and everybody that I served with if we had to go over there we would have been glad to go over there no one would have said no I don't want to we would have said hey that's what we signed up for that's what we want to do
0: Yeah. so really
1: nothing happened
0: because like I know with some people it's uh, they they get used to having like a structure so they're kind of afraid to go out to be a um, civilian again because then that structure is not going to be there
1: I, I think it takes time. I only had four years in it's the people who who have who have the 20 years in and then you know and we've hear, heard that people have 20 30 years in has that structure all the time would get out and they would actually have heart attacks within the night within three years because of the stress you know so if you say for example, you're a gunnery sergeant, you told somebody to do something, they did it. They didn't question you, they didn't say, no man, maybe later, they just did it when you told them, you told them to get it done and got done. Well, you come back with with 20 years experience, you're going to be in a management role when you come out. So when you get these kids, when I say kids, 18 to 20, and you tell them to go do something, they're like, screw you, I don't want to do it. Right. You know, that's where a lot of the stress and structure comes from is is, is that group right there. Um, Dealing with undisciplined people. Right. And one of the things I, here's one of the things that was hard for me was when I was in, if somebody had a problem, you helped them. There was no, you know, and that was a little surprising when, when I started working. Somebody needed a ride, I gave them a ride. You know, somebody needed help with this or that. I helped them with this or that because that's what they taught us to do. And and a lot of people were surprised that I volunteered. Like if I didn't care, even if I didn't care for that person and their car broke down, I'd still give them ride. Right. Because that's what we were taught. We were taught you're a family. This is what you do. Somebody somebody's down. You help them up. But when I came out, when I came out, it was a little hard for me to. It took me years to get to that point because I'm so used to, if somebody's down and out, you need to go give them a hand. Right. You know, or if their car breaks down, you go give them a ride. You know, there was no, there was no, nobody, nobody, even if they liked you or not, they helped you out.
0: Right, which I think a lot, that's one of the things that, why a lot of people stay in because of that. And like, there's like a lot of people who were in combat and then they, you know, they end up, you know, committing suicide because they don't have anybody there. They don't have like a, not saying that it's bad, I'm just saying it's just, from what I yeah. understand, it's just like they, you know, you have a, like when you're in combat, you, I say, you know, these people are my main priority to, you know, these are my brothers and sisters, you need to stay, you know, I'm going to try to keep them safe. But when you get out of that, you don't really have, you you like, start getting depressed because you Kind of. Sometimes you're alone and you don't have something that's gonna motivate you every day. Right,
1: and that's like a lot of, like a lot of people who who get out. You don't see, like a lot of veterans who are um, who, like for example, don't come back to their home state. They stay around the VA hospital, especially if they if they lost limbs, because that's where the where they do all the workouts. So. They stayed more around those areas because it's just a lot easier to get to and stuff like um, there's a guy named Chris with his leg. Every time they had to do something with his leg, they he had to fly fly to to uh, Virginia, DC area to get to get his adjustments and, and stuff like that. So it was it was harder and he had to pay for those flights. Those weren't paid by the military. Um, there was somebody who was in Greenville, we had a, um, they had a fundraiser for him because um, he, he had some, some neck injuries and some, yeah, some neck injuries. For him to get that, he would have to stay by those bases, and, but they wanted to come to Michigan and, they, and there wasn't that support because the VA down here didn't do it. They had to get special permissions to go to special doctors in the whole nine yards. To do that, and and uh, there is another one. Uh, so a lot of these guys, you know, like the therapies and stuff like that. That's why they're close to these. Uh, that's why they live in those certain areas. So a lot of them. So there's a, you know, like with the suicides, there's a lot, there's a lot of support, but sometimes there's not enough support. Right and how they go around not getting their proper benefits, you know, when you do go to the VA to go get this stuff, you're talking long lines, you're talking um, where a doctor has to see, like, 30 people a day. Right. 30 to 40 people a day. He doesn't have time to run all these tests because the government doesn't pay for it. You know, not to get off in the political. That's why I'm not a big fan of government health care because I see how the VAs ran... And I haven't seen anybody properly present yep. something. And, and that's why, you know, and that's one of the sad points is you see that there's people who are here illegally get health care and we can't have, and sometimes they get better health care than our veterans ourselves. So that's kind of a disgrace to our country for doing that.
0: Yeah, I, I always did feel like that... Uh... That the our government doesn't really support the troops and doesn't support the military at all, even though they claim to want claim to you know praise them and everything else like that. But when it comes to like passing a bill for that's going to benefit veterans, they seem like that. They kind of it's like pulling teeth, just trying to get things approved. Right,
1: and I don't want to talk bad about the V eight hunting club, but at first we did a group of three for three days then we did another group for three for three days and we did that for let's for, say two three years and then the group got upset because there were six hunters there well the time that the second group came in nobody was hunting everybody hunted the first day you know first three four days so the second group went out there was less hunters so we didn't understand why they were upset but it's always funny where people go yeah I support the veterans but how much do they really support them? Right. You know, but they'll be glad to tell people, oh, yeah, we get them to come here and this and that, but they won't say that, yeah, they limited how many people can come up and stuff like that. That's the problem with veterans that that, you know, it's but like I said, when I go up there, I'm up there, I'm up there the day after the day of veterans say. I get the cabin ready. Make sure the food's proper. If we need to get anything, get everything lined. We're cleaning. We're, you know, putting fresh sheets on for these guys. The whole nine yards. You know, stuff happens. You know, stuff does happen. We have guys who, who, who have issues, and I'm there to make sure
0: everything runs smooth. I was about to say that's one of the things that you're really good at is being like a mediator. I always noticed that growing up that it was like when you talked you weren't on one person's side you weren't on the other you were literally right in the fucking middle growing up. So I, I was always always wonder how you got that. Because I don't know it's
1: I kind of look at it on both sides and I always have. You know I can see how how they're how somebody's upset about this and I see how somebody's upset about that but you know sometimes we just need to meet in the middle on this I mean right. you, you know in life we're not going to get everything we want and that's the thing you know I mean when I was growing up with politics that if somebody wanted something that, you know even now you have to give something up to get something you know and now it seems like the politics now is we're right and we're right that's not it we got you know this this country
0: isn't gonna be one way or another we gotta meet in the middle right and yeah that's like that's um that was one thing I was actually gonna say is that it seems like that nobody wants to sort of um cross the aisle right and it's like if like that's the one thing I hate too because it's like if you vote one way then you're automatically a democrat and if you vote another way you're automatically republican like oh there's a lot of things I think left on but there's like you know, I don't know what you would consider freedom of speech, but I
1: but I'm like, a big that's the thing, when it comes to the constitution, I am a big thing of freedom of speech. I don't care if it's if you know, like with the protests going on, I had no problem with them. I had a problem with the rioting because I don't think that should have happened. But when the Conservatives were down there protesting with the haircuts, I was supporting I was supporting them for doing what they want to, you know, for their freedom of speech. I mean, heck, I don't go, I totally disagree with the KKK, but if they want to march down the street and have a parade and and talk about their words, we have to let them do it because it's freedom of speech. I mean, just because I don't agree with somebody's thinking or their logic, as a country, we have to let people... Speak that. I don't know about the KKK, though.
0: Now, I understand that. I, I, g- a, I, get, I get that you're just an example.
1: I'm using them as an example. I mean, I'm, not- using, I'm using them as, as, a, as a far example that that only a small percentage of the Americans, even and I small percent, right. that people believe exactly what they believe in. But why I bring them up is because... You could say, you know, nobody wants to hear him talk. I don't want to hear him talk. this as well. But I did hear somebody say once on the... On, uh, I listened to the Reddits. They read the Reddits, and this lady... The guy says, yeah, her boyfriend was in the KKK, and I said something to her. She goes, well, the black people had the NWCP. NAACP? Yeah, the double... Yeah. They have that, so the white people need the KKK. And I'm like... What? I go, they do nothing for that, you know. So, I mean, just because I don't agree with somebody doesn't mean that I don't believe they have the right to speak. And I've seen shows like Alexis Ponce, this one in Detroit, and this lady's up there, and she starts complaining about the service, and she goes, I have freedom of speech. I go, you do, but you don't have it in a private uh, store. You can't just sit and go to a private store or a restaurant and start preaching. Right. That's their property. Now if you want to go on the sidewalk and preach it, that's another thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I public think property. And I think some people who don't like what other people say, they want to shut them down. And I don't think that's right because we're talking freedom of speech. Right. Just because you don't want, you don't agree with them doesn't mean you You have to listen to them, but they have their right to speak. I mean, what if there was a bunch of guys that said they didn't like peanut butter jelly sandwiches? I mean, they can protest all day they didn't want, you know? But why I bring the KKK up is because nobody agrees with them, but they do have the right to speak. Right. I was about to say, like, it's... And uh, was it ACLU? Actually... Um a lawyer from there did represent them when they represented everybody for things. They represented them to speak, even though a lot of people weren't happy about it. But at the time, their their logic, thing, their thing was we support uh, freedom of speech.
0: But not a lot of people... I don't think... not. I think that we're in a real fragile society where everybody feels like that they have an opinion. And that they need to express their opinion and you have it you can have an opinion but that doesn't mean that your opinion should be heard by thousands and thousands and thousands of people
1: no yeah, and but the,
0: like right now podcasts
1: YouTube right. Facebook all that stuff brings it out when I was a young when I was a kid this is the thing with YouTube if you want to learn how to hook the system up you could go to YouTube and i will show you how to do it. Yeah,
0: if you want to know how to tie a tie.
1: Right. But when I was younger, say like you wanted to figure out how to put an alternator in, in a uh, 70 Chevy. Okay? You go to YouTube and find it. Here, when I was younger, you didn't have that choice. You had to go find somebody who knew what they were doing, have them show you how to do it. And that person could not be nice. If that person was nice and yelled at you, you had to shut up and listen to him because he was the one who was teaching you how to do it. Right. So, you know, this right now with, with the Internet, and you get it on your phone, you can look up anything. Yeah. You know, that's why, you know, the people who would know all 50 state capitals... By the top of their head was smart. Now you just pull it up, and you don't even have to ask that guy. You know the nerdy kid in school who right. who who had nothing but better to do to study the state capitals to impress people. Now you try to. you am just so happy to be touched. Yeah, but someone talked to me today. I'm so happy. Hey Gary, how's the gestation period? How many days is gestation Gestation period for a rabbit. He would know that. Why you need to know
0: that? I don't know. But he knew that. Yeah, but I think it's good now because people are more people are able to actually get information even though people don't want to look it up. They like they see something scroll through Facebook and everything else It's like they go, Trump said the end morning He he he's a racist and it's like you read then you watch the video. This happened recently, where I thought people were saying that he, black people need to uh, need to be like Thankful for something Otherwise we will go back yeah. So I watched the video And it was like he said, and Trump said nothing about it And I'm like Motherfucker's got me <laughs> Right And
1: that's the thing You know Where it, it, it just Depending on the views And you gotta You gotta do your research You know You see something that says this And you see something that says that Sometimes you gotta look at it Like For example The, the couple that were Was in Oh, the ones with the yeah, <laughs> with the guns. The guy with the gun and the lady with the gun. Now, the only thing that was wrong was she was pointing the guns at him. The guy had it like this. He was perfectly fine. But what they said was what the what I seen on the news is that they were walking on a walking on a private street down the road, and these people came out. But that wasn't the truth. The truth was they were on a private road that was gated the gate was busted down and then they were walking up there and they were actually going up on their property right and they were to protest some governor who lived on that street and it's like hold a minute here this is this is not right you know i mean you're not telling the whole facts just like i want to see it was about 10 maybe 15 years ago in grand rapids there was a 14 year old girl who was shot at night somebody drove by and shot her the facts was she was it was a wednesday night during school it was 11:14 at night and the, and the guys that were on that porch and they made this big deal that this 14 year old girl got shot but the fact was it was 11:14 at night wednesday on a school night and she was sitting there with a bunch of guys who were 18 and older Okay, first of all, what is a 14-year-old girl doing out at 11 o'clock at night on a Wednesday when it's school? Because she likes mature guys. And, and those are mature guys, Jay. And all these guys were 18 and older. I see a lot of red flags here, and I blame the parents for letting this happen. Or, oh, how dare you? Piece well, of shit. see, that's the thing. I get, I get in trouble when I ask questions like this. And that's probably why, on the other hand, that I'm, that I try to go on both sides about doing this is because I look at both sides. I don't take the one side. Like, okay, for example, your your mom and dad when they were going through the divorce, there yeah. was a lot of messy stuff going on there. Yeah. And and I could have taken the side of your dad, this was my brother, but. I listened to everything that was going on, and there was things on both sides I wasn't happy about. Right. But your mom had no support, and not to be mean, and and he'll probably admit it today, he handled a lot of stuff he shouldn't have handled. Yeah. And we supported your mom through this because she needed the help. So, and that's one of the things that I didn't mind doing, you know, but she was still she still is family to me right even though they're divorced technically legally I have no I have technically I have no obligation to her but she is she is family she is your mom she she's your we call her her sister-in-law still even though technically she's our ex-sister right so but we bonded with her and she's a good she's a good person you know, I mean, I would do anything for your mom if she asked. So, I mean, she's to me, to me, she's family. That's nothing that you
0: can take away. I knew that you would do. I knew that you still looked at her as family when you and the whole when her and her ex-husband were going through a divorce, and there and you wanted to serve him. Yeah. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Here, here you go,
1: dumbass. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to do. See, I had no problem with that. You know, and. And that was, that was kind of a messy situation too, but, yeah. you know, but we're here for her, and, you know, even though we meet with her and we go, you know, when we go do stuff, you know, we we'll see her and it's like, we got to go out and do something, you know, and just because we have so much fun. Right. And, you know, she misses, misses us and, and... You know, even if she would have come to family stuff, I don't think anybody would say anything. Well, except for a couple of people, but... I can but, only think of one person. Yeah, one per- Okay, I was trying to be nice. No, it's... I'm trying to be... I didn't try... I didn't want to single that person out. But the fact is, is the family members still love her and care for her. Right. So if she came to these, no one would... Except for one person to say something. Right. And, and the rest of us, even if that person did say something, the rest of us would ignore Exactly. Because it's petty. <laughs> like we do, like, a lot of stuff. Exactly. I don't, you know, I don't sit here and, and, you know, it's done, it's over with. She's still family. She's still your mom. You know, your dad still has to deal with her because he's got to deal with you. Yeah. And, and there's nothing that, you know, because... Your dad said once, he goes, like, I can't wait, because he was talking to you, and, and it was funny, because he was talking to your mom one way, like adults, and he was like, next thing you know, he's talking to his wife, like, oh, oh, baby, baby, but it was like a whole different way he was talking to her, and we thought, and he was on the phone while we were in the break room, while we could hear that, and we just thought it was funny on how he was handling each, both situations, but then one time he was mad and he goes, well, "I can't wait till he turns eighteen. I don't have to deal with it with her." And I and I was looking at Sue Snyder and I look at her because she's had a child, divorce, and the child's twenty five. And I looked looked at her and I says, "You handle this. You answer this." And she looked at him and says, "You're going to deal with with him, with her for the rest of your life, a rest of your child's life, because." If you get married, they both have to be there. Right. Children have to be there. Any event in your life, they will be there together. They don't have a choice. Right. You know, you have a good relationship with your mom. You have a good relationship with your dad. You know, they actually, as far as I know, they're getting, you know, they're... They They get get along better. better
0: Yeah. Now. So... The thing was is that, you know, not to put all the business out there, I'm not going to get specific on it, but he was... My dad really was like when, compared to what he was, not like ten years ago, but you know, compared to what he was, you know, fifteen years ago, he's a completely different person now. Right. And so, yeah, they get along better now. because I think my dad had to grow up and realize where you know. Well, and I was like, one.
1: It's like when. We did the guy's weekend, you said to me, he goes, I like when you're around my dad, because he's not so damn serious. Yeah. And he's not as serious as he, he is, but that's the thing with him, is he gets really serious, and I just, I don't listen. Because I know him better than that. Yeah. I grew up with him. I knew him all his life. So I knew, I know, I know when, you know, we go do stuff, that we can joke around, and especially guy's weekend, he's so relaxed. Oh, yeah. and well, we it, both other that like, relaxed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, but, you know, he's relaxed, he has a good time, we joke around and stuff like that, and and when he's re- around with me, he's not as as, as stressed as, because I think I don't allow him to be that way. Because right. I know him better, and I know he has a, a fun side, a goofy side.
0: And, and stuff like that. Right. I noticed that when um, there's not a certain person, not going to name him, but when there's a certain person not around, he's more likable. Right. So, you know, he, he's... I mean, this is nothing that he... like. I'm, I've told him numerous times and how I felt. So, I mean, like, if he hears this, it's not like it's going to be... No, it's not new to him. He knows exactly.
1: that. Exactly. He, he knows that.
0: And it's just like with us, with
1: it's at work. I see there them over there. First thing I do is get out and start messing with it, me. because I know he's so damn serious right now. Right. You know, and, he, and I try to make it less serious. So, no, he good guy.
0: Yeah. And he's getting better with age. I think the more he gets older, the more he kind of realizes stuff. So. Death was it, it like I said, it it didn't. I didn't, like, for everything that, you know, the situation, what happened when I was younger. Um, I didn't really forgive him until after, until I was about 18.
1: Right, and, you know, and, and he'll admit to what he did, he's not it, you know, how no. he was. But it was a phase in his life that he had. So, you know, he's... You know, he's gotten better, and he's getting better. So that's the best the best you can ask for right Exactly. Now is the older he gets, the more he is. Right.
0: Which is, I, was, I need, like, this is kind of, like, kind of spin it back to how, like, society is now. Uh, well, you know how, you know Malcolm X. Right. Well, his original name was Malcolm Middle. Mal- Malcolm Little, sorry. And um, this, I heard this radio guy say it best: this this society would not let Malcolm X be. Uh, they wouldn't let Malcolm Little be Malcolm X because they would keep on bringing up pasts, bringing, right. past, bringing up pasts, bringing up pasts. Which, like, with certain things, it's kind of good to know, like the whole Bill Cosby thing. Right. To bring up the past, but like the whole Paula Dean thing. That she got, she got really bit.
1: And she's, she's back on TV now. But. She she said something 20 years ago. And she's a southern gal. That's going to happen. You know? But she hasn't done anything. It's even now. People are like how they brought up... Uh, they brought up uh, Kevin Hart. What he said about his son. Oh, That yeah. was a few years ago. They even brought up with... Uh, um, Eddie Murphy, back in the 80s, raw. In the mid-80s, how he talked about about how he went to San Francisco and how, and he talked about homosexuality and, and he talked about that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, he did say fag a lot, but it was still funny.
1: But, you know, that was what the, that was the culture back then. That's what was said. You can't judge somebody 40 years ago for something they said. They bring that up and he says, well, he goes... I'm really sorry, that makes me cringe now. And they go, do you feel sorry for it? And he goes, no, that was just what was back then. Exactly, that's what how society was back and, right. then. Right, you know, I'm not saying it was proper. I mean, think about it, stuff that that, that was said back then, I mean, you had smoking on cigarette, on, on the news. They don't smoke now, but they did there. We're, we're changing just because something happened and somebody said something, is like they, there was a thing about John Wayne and he talked about the blacks in there. And they were... in. And basically, if you really sit down and read it and listen to it, he basically was not... His opinion was that he believed that they were better than what they were, but they had to prove themselves. But the way he said it and the way he could read it it didn't sound it wasn't like he was like all for him but if you read it it wasn't really negative but you could take it as negative and I think that's what people need to look at
0: sometimes is how how it's said and when it was said right you know because I didn't really read into that because I was kind of like this is going to sound really fucked up but it was like what John what John Wayne said was racist and it's like It probably was, because look at where he grew up. It's... Right. I'm not saying it's right, it's just you're kind of like going... It's like... Would he be saying the same stuff now? No.
1: I mean, look at... Look at uh, Senator Byrd. He was a... He was a grand wizard of the KKK. Okay? Hillary and Bill idolized him. Right. Okay, but when he came, when he got older, he changed. He changed some of that. He changed that stuff. But still, if you're gonna associate people with that, you gotta associate Hillary and Bill for what they believe in. Right. Just like the lady who, who formed uh, uh parent plant uh parent Planned Parenthood. Yeah. She was a racist. Yeah. And she. Planned this, and she wanted. <laughs> she, she wanted. She, she wanted the blacks to come in and get an abortions. I mean, and Hillary Clinton said that she was a, a great person. Well, like no. you know, now you look at stuff like that. You, you gotta look at it both sides, you know. Just because somebody said something twenty years ago doesn't mean that's what they believe now. I mean, if you look at what people people change. I mean, things change. I mean, honestly. I was not, I wouldn't say it was homophobic, but I didn't believe, when I was younger, I didn't really believe that, that gays should get married. I really didn't, when I was younger. Now I'm looking at it like, welcome to my world, you know? Welcome to divorce court. Welcome to child custody, the whole right. nine yards. You've got to watch
0: what you ask for, because being married isn't the greatest thing in the world. The idea of marriage is great. The idea of it... Like, I, I, I've i been... You know, I've been thinking a lot lately. Because I'll... I'll explain something after this. But, um... The idea of marriage is a, is a good idea. Yeah. That you're together as a bond. Right. It's when the state has to get involved. It's when the government gets involved. Right. It. And it's then, where it's like, and no. And them, I don't have a problem
1: if they get married. But I do have a problem. Like, a lot of churches don't believe in it. Yeah. So... I don't believe that the government can order a church to marry somebody. And, you know, that I don't agree with because, no. because if you're going to keep... It comes to religion. It comes to religious and state. You can't force them, uh, uh, the church, to do that. Now, there's a lot of churches that do do that, and there's churches that don't. But right. then, when I grew up and when I told my kids... If there's somebody negative, you stay away from them. Right. Just like the cake thing. These people went there, and they told them they weren't going to make the cake because they're gay. They got upset, and they sued the guy. Well, to me, it's like, if this guy doesn't want your money, take it to somebody who's more friendly to you. Right. You know, and it wound up that they want, that that the gay couple won, and then it found out. Then it got reversed, and the final decision was that he had the right to refuse to serve them. And it comes down to where they can, they have the right to refuse you for any reason. But here's the thing, it's just, if you go to this guy and he doesn't like this, don't go to the guy, go to somebody else. There's other people who make cakes and cookies and stuff like that, go to them. Go to, when I worked in the bar, I didn't care who walked through that door. I didn't see white, I didn't see black, I didn't see Hispanic, I didn't see Asian. I saw one color and one color only. Green. Green. Because they come in, I'm gonna give them good service. If I if I give them good service with that logic, I should get a good tip. I didn't always I've seen I've seen people who who came in who you thought looked like they had money and didn't tip you'd have a nice older couple you thought would come in and you think you'd treat them like kings and queens and then, then they would leave they, instead of a tip they'd leave you this little pamphlet that says Jesus loves you you know stuff like that but then I I had a a couple of black guys that came in took care of them made sure they were good and they are waiting for a table and and then the one guy goes no he goes I have a question he goes we go to places and And he goes, and we sit at the bar and and date people with Norris. And I said, you know, I just told the guy, I was being honest with And I says, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I says, I said, there is a lot of, I says, I I don't know why, but I said, there are, there are, I said, the black people are known for not tipping. I says, I'm going to be honest with you. They're known for that. I said, I don't believe in that. I says, I believe, here's what I believe. I believe. If I give you a good service, you don't tip me, I can't blame myself. Right. I said, I've had people come in here who I thought would tip, didn't tip. I had people come in that I don't think would tip, but I still gave them good service, they tip. I said, if you tip me or you don't tip me, I don't care. Either way, because I know I did a good job. Right. I said, and if you don't tip, it's not going to kill me. And if you do tip... Cool, I said. You know, I said I've never had a night where nobody ever tipped. Everybody tips, so I always make money either way. I said, as long as I give you good service, that's all I care about. Right. And they were like impressed with this, and I said, and I told them that. I said, you know what I see? I, I said, I don't see waiter black. I see green. And this is what I see. And they just looked at me and started laughing. Goes, that's exactly what. What people should see and I said yeah just like the cake thing if these people don't want your money take it someplace else right you know that's what I what I believe you know if you give good service if I had there and two gays came in and they wanted a cake what do you want you know hold that thought I a-
0: three days later it's cool if you don't like President Trump yeah I'm recording by the way what yeah I think it's cool. I think it's a cool thing to do. You know, I don't necessarily agree with him a lot of things that he says. I don't, but half the t- but half but a lot of things that he says is really funny. You so know, I had to laugh at it.
1: You know, here's the thing: he's not a politician, and he never claimed to be one. And so he'll say stuff, and I'll and I'll just sit there and I'll put my hand against my head. But there's other things What he says that that I'm like. Well, it makes sense. Or, I, or I'll hear him say it, I go, you could have said it with a little more tech. The man has no tech. And I think that's what drives a lot of people crazy. But what is funny is, when he had, before his show, no one ever said he was a racist. He was running for president in the primaries. He was not a racist. He was running for president. He was not a racist. The
0: day he got elected, he was called a racist. It's like, how? I mean, he was. I remember him being being called a racist when he was president. It was just. It was. It was a statement that he said, where he said that Mexico, majority of them bring rapists and murderers over here, and it's like. <sighs> Not most of them, some of them, not most of them, because no. I know a lot of Hispanic people that came over here because Mexico's really fucked up.
1: Well, that's that's the thing, and you're right. He shouldn't have said most of them. They do bring that over, but um, there's a lot of hardworking guys that come over, families that come over, and they want a
0: better life. Right.
1: And they have no problem with immigration, and
0: people wanting to come to here, but... It's you like, just don't like them taking a bit. You don't like them being able to get free healthcare and everything else like that and be considered unique,
1: right? I. But it comes down to is it is it is there a way because you got to look at the majority of the people that come over from Mexico are aren't people who like for example the ones who come over from Sweden and other European countries have a skill a talent. And that's how they can come in and they can, and and they have something to offer to come here. A lot of the ones who come in from Mexico are the poor people because you can't make crap down there. You can make money up here, have a place to live, buy a car, and then send a good chunk or send a chunk home to your family that can live pretty good too. Right. There are a lot of people that have been here for 20 years, have saved up enough money to buy a ranch down in Mexico, but there are a lot of people from Mexico who come who come up here become US citizens and they'll have family down in Mexico and they will not will not go back there or if they do go there it's in a bigger city. They won't travel the roads by themselves. They mm-hmm. won't do any of that because it's so damn corrupt there. Yeah. I mean when we were when we were there on vacation down there uh, you could tell how different it is because I needed to get some distilled water for my CPAC machine here I can go to Myers buy a gallon for under a buck to get distilled water from in Mexico you have to go to you have to go to a pharmacy and for a liter of water it's six bucks. Because there's certain things that they have that we have that they don't have. And when we were going to to our site, there was a military, a military, a military checkpoint. It was on a, a peninsula. And we've seen quite a few times where they would have vehicles pulled over and there'd be a bunch of because they were still building these and there would be laborers and they would take them all out check their paperwork and go through all their bags and when we pulled up to the resort they had an armed guard there when we got to the bus they, they knew our bus and we were good to go and even on the beach there was, there was an armed guard there on the beach they had some buildings down there but there was somebody there watching the beach and if you were walking along the beach and you came up and you didn't have the right thing, they'd tell you to go on because they didn't want people, anybody coming up to the resort. Right. So um, there's, you know, it, it's a whole different world down there. Plus, I heard a story that there was a an American, his wife was in there at the jewelry store. He was just standing outside. Two cops came up. Pulled him in the cop car. Told him he was peeing outside, and he said, "No, I wasn't." And they told him three hundred bucks, or they'd run him in. Well, you don't want to mess down, around down there. And that was the that was on the group. So that's why they always tell you if you one of your spouses is inside, go inside. Plus, I have to say one thing about the liquor stores. I mean, not the liquor stores, the jewelry stores. They know how to take care of the men there because they buy. They give you shots. I think I got I had when I was there I think I had like about seven or eight shots when I was down there when your aunt was and you get drunks and you buy their stuff well she was buying the stuff I was yeah but you know I I liked it down there that was a that was a the all inclusive resort first time I ever did it really enjoyed it the people we were said oh yeah we hang out at the pool every day and you think about it I thought about it and I was like I don't know if I want to hang out at the pool every day. It was nice. It was nice. It was during February when it was cold as hell up here. You're down there. I was drinking margaritas, doing my water exercise. You saw the instructor, didn't you? Yeah. Okay, so we won't go on to that. So, so, uh, so, you know, I had a really good time. So, but it's a whole different world on me. Right. And same thing when I was in Korea. When I was in Korea, we had a three-hour class on etiquette. If, you, if you're in the road, somebody honks the horn, and you get hit, it's your response. You're, you're at fault. Um, if you're walking down the street, and, son, and a guy has a woman out in the street, and he starts screaming at her... And even if he hits her... You cross the street... You don't even get involved in it that. Because that's their culture. It's known for men to, to... To publicly yell at their women in public. And to hit them is, is okay. There is a whole bunch of different culture things... That you have to deal with. And same thing with Japan. Everybody has their different culture. So when you go to different countries... You don't realize... The, the freedoms you have... Like here... I can go from Grand Rapids or from from Michigan. I can drive to California and not and not have to worry about it. If you were in Mexico and you went from one side of Mexico to the
0: other side of Mexico, you're going to get stopped several times because you have to have proper papers. Right, my friend, uh, my friend, his family, uh, his family's from there, and his mom and dad still live down there. It was like yeah, it was like a two-hour ride from the airport to their place, and they had and they got stopped multiple times.
1: Right, so you know you have to have the proper paperwork you know and and even him probably didn't feel comfortable
0: down there no
1: you know I mean here if you ever go to a different country it's a whole different world it's just like Canada and and, uh people don't tell you about Canada Canada and England if you're accused of a crime you're guilty until proven innocent even though it feels like that here sometimes too
0: but by the, te- court of pu- by the court of public opinion,
1: right? But technically, you're still in a, You're still innocent. You can make bail. You can still walk free until your court case, right? And in Canada, you can't. You're you're going to go in jail until your court case. So you can serve a year in jail and be
0: found guilty, you're found innocent, and then there goes a year of your life. Right. That's how um, a podcast listened to one of their. uh Camera guys got um, got arrested in Sweden. He was there for like three or four months. Exactly.
1: You know that's the thing that a lot of countries, you know, that they that you know, with the United States. And yeah, I know we have our problems, but we can't be a better country than this. No. I mean, it. You know, we have our problems, and 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 sometimes when people bring up our problems they're not as bad as they claim they are either. no I mean but you know that that's the thing and and it's like the Washington Redskins I was wondering when that was going to be changed and now they're talking about I know there's uh, on the internet they're talking about doing changing it to the Red Tails about the the, the black uh, fighter pilots in World War Two. My question is what they think about it before you start. Right. But it is kind of cool because and then it is honoring a a military gr- group. But right. What I really thought just to piss people off, I should call it, they should be called the the Trumps and then have their helmets read with, uh, uh, with the Mega hat on, with the Mega letters on it.
0: just to piss people off this is what you get (laughs) or just have like the top of the helmet look like Trump's hair yeah (laughs) glue toupees out of exactly
1: that would that would be fantastic you know no but you know there's but I could see some people doing that Um, I don't see the the Chicago Blackhawks being changed because that's not really negative and if the Blackhawks don't want to want to be their name on something, that's another thing. I think that hockey's not really as popular as football is. Yeah, but there's not too... But the Blackhawks is just a tribe. It's not... uh, The Redskins It can be a... A A racial term. Yeah, that's the thing, and I could see that happening. I'm a traditionist. I think it should stay, but, you know. But then remember, too, the Washington... Wizards was called the Washington Bullets. Yeah, and they changed that because of the shootings, and they didn't want to be done to that. So I can see changes, changes happening and stuff like that. But I can see that
0: happening, and it's time for that to change. The only thing I agree with so far is uh, taking down those Confederate statues. Damn. It is. It's not. It's not for the. You know, yes, it's the part of history. Okay, I'm not. It has what my stance on it has nothing to do with. Because from what I understand, a lot of those statues were put up during the civil rights movement. It's a big fuck you to civil rights movement. That's just from what I from what I've read. Not knowing if it's true or not, but else at the same time, they lost. They lost. That's true. They, they lost. i You know, we don't celebrate losers here. They lost. Well, that's my. That's my, the, that's my. Not saying that that we should not know who Robert E. Lee is and everything else like that. I feel like when you're doing a monument you're you're um. what do you call it you're celebrating them yeah but I'm, like I said I don't think that, that we should not know who they are it's just that's what a museum's for
1: yeah I see that but I don't think they should have taken them down so? I don't I don't think the protesters should have taken them down oh, oh. I think that should have been that should have been something that they should have peacefully talked about Oh, yeah, I'm because. talking about... I'm
0: not talking about, like, the ones that just, like, randomly, like... I'm talking about, like, like when they have... When the government pays for them to take down... No, I don't thing. have a problem with that. Um, no. No, no, I, like,
1: I guess the problem is... I understand the Confederate flag. I understand that. As a matter of fact, I understood that back in the, in the mid-'80s because I had a lieutenant who was black, and he said that he didn't care for... He... Told me that the Confederate flag was, he felt that was that was racist and gave a reason why, and I understood his point of view and I kind of agreed with him that it is kind of a, a slap in the face. But what I do have a problem with is, for example, I seen a Confederate flag on somebody's porch or on their building and someone spray painted it. To me, to me that was disrespectful because that's their property.
0: Yeah, that's that's instructional property.
1: So, to me, I I disagree with that. But I understand um, them taking it down. I understand that. I'm not a big fan, you know. But pulling the statues down, I just thought was disrespectful. They didn't do it in a peaceful manner. No. And it should be done in a peaceful manner. That's why you're protesting. Right. Not, you know, when... It's just like when the Black Lives Matter goes through and then... The, the people who organized it are doing the right thing and doing that when you got a bunch of idiots who decide to loot and burn stuff that just doesn't add credibility to right. the to, the, to, to the what cause. you're saying
0: right like the thing was is that you know people with the you know I'm not like I say I don't support the riots at all right. it doesn't make sense it do, it, it do, it's not right what they did but is it bad that I understood why they did it? Like, I can understand because they were, you know, you were stuck in the house for three months. A lot of right. people are broke. But, but,
1: but, okay, here, what I have to say is, what about the people who were protesting down in Lansing with their haircuts? You do realize that everybody who gave that haircut got a $1,000 fine. Right. And they understood what they were doing. They right. did what they did. I understand that, but the problem is, is, you, I understand people were there just like the people who were arrested for the curfew. Right. I had no problem with the people. They understood what they were doing but they have to take the responsibility of what's going on and that's like the fine that if they get a fine or whatever they have to take it and say yeah I stood up but I understood what I did was wrong. I have to take the punishment too. Right. But them looting I, that, that's wrong. Right. And then the city of Grand Rapids said it was a... And really irritated me on this was... It was a crime of opportunity. So what you're saying is if I'm walking down the street... I see a sledgehammer sitting there or a brick... It's okay for me to throw it out a window. Right. It's not right. No. I mean, no crime... To me, they were like trying to minimize what happened. Right.
0: And... What they did was... 100% Hundred percent wrong. Yeah, I mean, like the whole thing. That's like a um, bunch of other group. Uh, there was like another group that when they have when they happened here that they're actually going to be at. The, they're going to pass by the police department and go to call the plaza.
1: And that, that's who, and the organizer, which I I heard that and the organizer said that's what they did. She took her group. They did that. They headed to the plaza. The group that was protesting went to the plaza. Not everybody followed, and then everybody decided, hey, everybody else is looting, I'm going to loot. Right. They should have known better. Exactly. They know, they should. the thing is, they saw it on the TV, they saw it on there, and they thought it was fine to do that. That's what we have to do to get our word. But, you know, you, it's just like the guys who went down there. There was, there was guys that were in the Capitol Hill, and they showed the guy who was screaming at the cops. And the fact is, is that guy was wrong. He should have never did that. That's not peaceful. And tell you the truth, they should have never brought
0: those guns. It wasn't even part of the deal. Right. But they had the right to do it. Right. I was about to say, because you're very, when it comes to the Second Amendment, you're very, very believable in the Second Amendment. I, I am a full, I believe it, you know, I believe as much as freedom of speech. Right, and even with you it says a lot saying that you were like you, you don't need to bring those down there i I felt that, that bringing those guns was not
1: necessary to bring to prove your point, right. I mean, I have my guns locked up if I'm gonna go protest something, my guns stay locked up because i don't I don't need my gun to protest, and I don't think that you know I still don't think that's right, you know, and I know they have the right to do it, but the protest was to protest for for her for Governor Rettner to have you know to keep us on lockdown for that long of a time. Right. And I know in and the other thing that's kinda of irritating me now is is that the coronavirus is spiky. Yeah. But if you see it they blame the bars, they blame the people going to the beach. But no one blames the protests that are happening is a reason why Right, and if you look at the group that's doing it, it's 25 to 30 those are younger people and that was the majority of the age group that was protesting that was protesting and let's be honest that's part of the problem but no one wants to bring that up no because then you're, then you're labeled as a racist right Well, and I don't care if I'm a racist let's look at the facts I always like looking at the facts I like looking at both sides when I vote for people, and, and I'll, I'm going to admit this, and I know a lot of people are going to bitch at me big time, and I know it's going to shock you when I say this. I voted for Whitman because I, he, I did not like how Snyder ran with the flint. Right. I did not like that. His guy that he had was his lieutenant governor who wasn't going to change a thing. And I did not <laughs> like that. I mean, I felt that Snyder should have stepped down yeah. after the Flint thing. He is guilty as much as anybody. It was his idea to put assistant or emergency city manager in it. It was his call. It was his call that did it. He took no responsibility for it. Right. And then there was a comment by Whitner, who Whitner who said, who said, one of the reasons why the dam broke was because we didn't allow the $0.45 cent of gas tax. And that, yeah, it's she, she made that comment. And, it, and now you're blaming, you're worse than he is. Right. You're blaming other things. You're not taking, no one's taking responsibility for the dam, for that dam collapsing because we had to protect some muscles. I'm sorry, but these human lives are more important than these muscles. Right. And he was never given the money. To to do the proper repairs or lower the water level, and I didn't think that was right either. But that's just the way things are, and it's just like it's just like Biden and Trump, you know, who any person with common sense is not going to have a clear cut here. No, I mean, no offense to Biden, but he kind of
0: he has dementia. He has dementia. He scares me. He does. He scares me. Do you know show and scare you? Who? Oh. Kanye 2020. Okay, you know,
1: seriously? That might be uh that might be an option.
0: Oh he <laughs> he announced it yesterday.
1: I know, about. I know he did, but it's like it's like I really don't know anymore now. <laughs> what I really like to see is a common sense party. People who are not this way, or not to the left, not to the right, hey. We take in so much taxes, that's how much we can spend. Right. Okay, let's look at each case. What's the benefits to, to, to legalizing marijuana? You oh, know, what's lot. the pros, what's the cons? Okay. Because I think we're ready. I, I hate, you know, I was against it, now I'm kind of okay. But I I can tell you right now, they are not going to allow that. The federal government is not going to let that legalize that until they can actually test if you used it in a certain amount of time. Because they can do your blood, but it'll tell you how much you used, but it doesn't tell you when you use it. Like alcohol. Right. You have the, uh, the breathalyzer right there. It'll tell you how much you drank, and stuff like that until they can figure out if you're high at the moment or not. They, it's not going to happen. I right. tell you right now, because otherwise, with federal testing for, for the DOT, other people, and even at, even at like,
0: I don't know with your work, if you get hurt, you have to, you, if you have get, to go down for a drug test. Yeah, if you get hurt, you go down for a drug test, or if you like drop something that's expensive. Like, right. die, then you have to go take a drug test for it.
1: Right. So, but who said that you didn't have it, The like, you had it on Saturday night, you do it on a Wednesday, it's going to show that you, that you have it in your system. It right. doesn't say when you do it. And is that right? No. And they know that, so they know they can't, there's no clear, clear thing. It could be some, a cop who, a cop or a doctor could say... Well, he looks high. Well,
0: how do you know that person doesn't look like that on a regular basis? Right. So. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm a huge, obviously, you know, I'm a huge weed supporter. Right. And it's, like, okay. Yes, it, I always say this. Like, people argue, oh, it's a gateway drug. For dumb people. For dumb people. Because I'm not going to try coke. I'm not going to try to go do heroin. No. I mean, I've, I've done other psychedelics, but it's not like I'm, like, scratching myself and need to do those. It's like, obviously, yeah, you're going to have bad people with every. You're going to have people who will get addicted to it, obviously. No matter what. There's people who get addicted to gambling, drinking. We get addicted to, you know, like, all like hoarding. You're going to have people like that all the right. time. You're going to have people like that all the time. It's just, you know... If you learned about hemp and everything else like that, you'd realize that it's a really good substitute for a lot of things. Right. But my
1: problem I had with it when I came out from medical marijuana on this is, is everybody was acting like it was innocent. Yeah. That you could smoke this. It would cure, it would cure any ailment. It was a miracle cure. And that it didn't affect your judgment. Well, I can tell you right now, I know when I was in high school, I know a couple of girls who got high on marijuana and got pregnant from it. So yeah. don't tell me it's, it doesn't do that. And there's proof of it. It was just the way everybody came out with all these people who supported it who were saying a lot of stuff that wasn't true. Right. And a lot of people who, were, who knew people in high school that did it who are still doing it, it's really not, I mean, it could be abusive and and it can make you know like you said there are people who do it who are perfectly fine and you get I always say 10% of the people yeah you always get 10% of the people who do stupid ass shit right these are the people who do it all the time and then you know there was a guy in the city who who retired early and waited for his pension because he wanted it because he wanted a job. He had like 23 years in, but he loved smoking pot so much he retired early because he didn't want to get drug tested. So that's why he left early because he wanted pot because he loved smoking pot all the time. Well, to me, when you when you make decisions of like that in life, that's not good. But when people tell me how great it is and how it cures everything and this. Which I believe it does, but you're not really saying anything with the side effects. What if you cause long term? Right. Because if you do it long term on a regular basis, you could wind up being paranoid. Right. So you have to look at it both ways, just like alcoholism. It does, that, you drink alcohol every day, it's going to affect you. Anything you do. Right. You know, you eat seven Big Macs a day, you're going to get fat. Hello. Yeah. You know, it's just like you said. If you do it once in a while, and you and you can afford to do it, that's right. the
0: other thing. I don't have a problem with it. Right. The thing is, like when I like whenever I would, you know, whenever I smoke and everything else like that, I make sure I'm either I'm not gonna be driving for a while. I'll make sure I'm in a. i am in make sure that I'm in an environment that I'm not gonna get pregnant. Like I'm. Like yeah, they say drink responsibly, smoke responsibly, Right. Like, like I said, like, obviously, like you're stupid people with everything that you do, but when you can look at, you know, what... I'm not just saying this because I'm a pothead, but it's just the the hemp plant itself, you can make, you know, you can make clothes out of it, you can make paper out of it, you can make so much shit out of it. You can eat it. And it's because, you know, it it's just a better alternative for a lot of things, but... I believe that the, uh, the pharma, like the, yeah, uh, what do you call it? Like pills, like, um, pharmaceutical. Yeah, pharmaceutical companies won't let it be legal because a lot of the things that marijuana and THC or like CBD can cure, they'll get rid of all their medication. Right. And I'm not just saying that because you know, the man's out to get us, man. But no, it's just you can't. You look at everything and you kind of like you. It's like you can spot bullshit when you see bullshit. Right, you follow the money trail. Exactly.
1: Why like certain things aren't done because of certain things is because of money. Exactly. You know, I mean, if you look at our taxes, you have to have, you have to be a certified accountant to do taxes. You know why You know why they won't go to a flat tax? Why? Because the accountants, their lobby group, is so there's so many, like H&R Block and all these independent places, Yeah. they have enough money to throw at Congress to stop that, even though that would be the best thing. If you gave like 15 or really even say 20% of what you make to the government, you do that, and Okay, so my paycheck, I work 40 hours a week, 10 bucks an hour. We're just going to be easy now. Right. That's 400 bucks. 40 of that is tax, or 80 of that will be taxed out of 20%. Okay, so another week, I work and I make 500 bucks. I still know I'm making 5%, I'm still paying 20%. There's places where if you, because you're, and this has happened, and I wish I, I don't think I have the paperwork. When I was in the Marines, I went, I got a raise, I got a raise of $120. Out of that $120 more I made a month, I actually lost money because that threw me, I was right at the top of the one ta- tax bracket. It put me in the other, so I went from 1%, you know, went 2%. Yeah. That, I was bringing home less money because I went up one tax bracket. Right. Right. Well, that doesn't make sense. No. You know, that's why I like to fear, you know, that because if Johnny the janitor makes so much money or Trump, you you make this much money, you have to pay it to 20%. Because they're saying Trump doesn't even pay taxes.
0: Not a lot of businessmen people...
1: Not a lot of high business right, people because, they, because there's so many loopholes to yeah. everything. If we just made it so simple where people from Arkansas can figure it out, we should be okay. Right. Or is it Mississippi? Which one? Mississippi's 50th, right? In school systems? Well done, because they're too busy fucking <laughs> their cousins. <laughs> they're the ones who are upset about taking the Confederate flag off there. Well, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not happy I'm gonna leave the state well there's no other state with a confederate flag
0: on it buddy right but yeah but like like you like, you, like it's like you said It was actually thinking about it if, it. if everybody just had a flat tax our economy would actually be great yeah because people would have a lot more money so they could dump into the economy
1: it, and it's easier to figure out you know, you'll hear a lot of these people who work hourly jobs, skilled labor. A lot of them won't, will only work so much overtime because they take more out. Right. Um, another thing, too, is when I worked at Pace Membership Warehouse, I was getting, on my last check, on my last check, I had, I had um, my... Vacation, my personal time added to it, plus I got bonuses added to it. I had a check, and this is back in nine, in the early nineties, ninety-two. My check was three thousand uh, three thousand two hundred bucks. Holy shit! That's what the that's what it was. You know what my take-home pay was?
0: Less than a thousand.
1: Uh, fifteen eighty. At that point, I was so pissed. Over half of my check went to the federal government. Right. People go, oh, you're going to get that back at the end of the year, you know. Yeah, well... You're get a fraction you know of the Well, the company closed. You know, maybe 2000, $2,000 that extra 500 bucks would have helped me. Right. With, with, I was didn't have a job. I had to wait for unemployment, which was a joke, too. Right. That's why... And I, when I went on unemployment that was a joke. Because they didn't pay me the full amount, they paid me fifty bucks instead of the two fifty. Right. And they said, Well, you know, at the end you'll have two fifty. I go, Well, I don't need two fifty right now. I need the two I don't need the two fifty at the end, I need it now, Wean me down. I said, I need it because I don't have a job. Right. Fifty bucks isn't gonna get me anywhere in life. Exactly. You know, so oh we you know, that's what, what what's so crazy about, about it, you know. Yeah, if I hold off, I'll get more money, but I'm not that type of person. I think the two times that, I, I think I was off for two and a half weeks, and from there, and I found a job, and then when I got out of the Marines, I took two weeks off and found a job a week later. But the two weeks I took off was like a vacation, so I wasn't counting that, but... I've always either had, I've always had a full-time job or a part-time job, or both, mostly both, both of my life, most of my life, because I worked two jobs. You know, at the time I needed the money.
0: Right. You know. This so is what a lot of people do now.
1: Right. So it's not, it's, you know, right now I'm comfortable. I don't need to do that.
0: Right. It's just. I don't understand. And it seem, it doesn't seem like we have a government we have big businesses controlling the government that's what you know I hate to say it if you
1: look at the lobbies the lobby groups yeah and, and you know it's these groups that have this money to go talk to senators I mean look at our look at our senators and look at our congressmen if you look how much money they had before even our president. Because now they get the speaking fees and stuff. See how much money they, they what their what their worth was before they started, and look at their worth after they get out. It's big bucks. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys go in there without a piss, uh, pot to piss in, walk out millionaires. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't get rich being a, being a congressman or a... A senator, And then telling... And then you, you're in there for 20 years. You're telling me, oh, I know how it feels. There you go. When's the last time you had to work a part-time job or something came up in your house where you had to pick up a part-time job or you pick up a part-time job so you can have a decent Christmas? Right. When? when? You know? I how think much that's... time
0: do we have? Oh, we have yeah, whatever. Okay, so that's why I think The Rock needs to run for president The Rock Dwayne Johnson 2020 he's oh The Rock's cooking I mean like like, like, I, like, I, like he's one of the people I look at all the time for inspiration like on you know Twitter and like Instagram and everything else like that he's just such a nice guy and he knows he knows the struggle cause he grew you know cause he grew up poor because he, you know his dad was a professional wrestler, and they didn't really get paid that much. No, no. Back then, it, 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 it's not like they are now. No, like where guys are signing like $3 million contracts. Right.
1: If you even look at the baseball the baseball players back in the day, back in the 50s and 60s. Oh, they didn't get paid shit. They, they played baseball. Then they went, after the baseball season... They went and worked a regular job to pay to pay because they didn't make the money they made now.
0: Right. Same thing oh. with basketball players. That didn't start. I didn't realize a lot of the big contracts didn't start until after the eighties. Yeah, like with Magic Johnson. Like with with basketball, it was like Magic Magic Johnson, Jordan.
1: I remember, forgot. I can't remember who it was. And this was before the big contracts that somebody was going to get paid. $50,000 a year for the rest of their life if they sign
0: this one contract
1: and that was considered to be good
0: right because I know that Magic Johnson signed like a $24 million contract but he was basically make, like basically take it'd be make him a Laker until like the end of his career right he'd make a million a year well then you know how that whole thing ended up yeah yeah it, it,
1: it's weird that you know like some of these ones that, even like the NASCAR, you know, I mean, they make good money, but they have to pay people out. They have sponsors right. in the whole nine yards, you know? Yeah. I mean, even the professional golfers, unless you're one of the top ones in the world, you're not
0: making money. It's like the same thing with fighters. If you're not, you know, not like a Floyd Mayweather, if you're not like a Conor McGregor, you're not really, you know, yeah, you can get a fight check for when you fight, but you don't get anything else exactly it's not like
1: you're getting this weekly thing just like some of the golfers if you don't perform you don't make money and you have to pay for your So if you are if you get certain invites and stuff like that they'll pay for it but if you're trying to make a name for yourself you have to pay for it yeah well just like comedians unless you hit it big you're not making majority of them majority of the comedians aren't making shit no they're making it just enough, even the ones who are somewhat popular are still isn't making... They're making enough to get by. Right. You know, I mean, they can answer a little bit more to headline smaller venues and stuff like that, but overall,
0: they don't, I mean... I mean, you're not like not like a Kevin Hart, you know, Chris Rock. Like a Jeff Foxworthy or... Rod uh, White. Right. You know, not like a... Ho- like Larry the Killer guy, not like a household name like that where, you know... Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's just... Sorry, I thought I had bit. got bit by a mosquito. You could. I mean, it's not bothering me now. That's because the boys aren't smoking pot in here
1: chasing them away. That's what's going on. (laughs) Because the mosquitoes would fly into that fog and go, and then crash. You'll see that. When they don't do that stuff, it gets buggy in here. Wait until the fog comes rolling in. We'll Let's see. see. Was it? We smoked in here before you showed up. I smoked it when I came in. I was surprised that your wife didn't say anything about it. And she doesn't. Well, you know, the thing is, is we're, it was getting hot in here. I think it's cooling down. But it was getting hot, and then the next thing you know is, like, I was hot, and I was like, I'm going up, I'm going up, Gonna lay down in the A.C. for a bit. So, I was on duty, I get a call from the Grand Rapids Fire Department, need to shut the water off at this house. Well, I get this call once in a while because, you know, house burnt down, the pipes are busted, things are flooding. I'm like, what the hell? Okay, so I'm on my way down, I get to the place, and I could see this couple, and they look very distressed. I'm looking at the house, it's like a 40 minute condo, and I'm like looking, and I'm like, what the hell, I don't see, it doesn't look like it's on fire. And, you know, and then I see this water and I and the maintenance guy's right next to me, and I said, dude, where's this water coming from? Pipe busted in the basement, two, your two, in, two inch poly busted in the basement, so it's broke, it's pumping water in there. I'm like, oh my God. Of course I'm wearing my mask. Because you got to. This guy, white guy, white beater T-shirt. Tattoos. Tattoos. Kind of a, almost high and tight, but grown up, because he probably hasn't had his hair cut yet. So, he comes up and he goes, my family was murdered. And I'm like... Oh my god! <laughs> and I'm, my mind's just going. Okay, what the hell? The maintenance guy looks at me and he says, "You know." He goes, "He's talking about his pet snakes." <laughs> okay. So I'm trying. I'm trying to find this box. This area is all goofy. I get on something, but I don't think it's turning. I'm like, what the hell? And then this, his girlfriend. Because the more I heard was, is she went over to his house, and then this broke overnight. And they have three snakes in the basement. They're in cages. And I'm thinking positive. Okay, you know, aquariums they float. Usually, don't put snakes in in the wire cages. They're gonna float. I'm thinking positive. This lady. I'd say she's your size, okay? Your body built. She's wearing a halter top. Shorts she shouldn't be wearing. And she's smoking a cigarette, and she goes, God, God fucking hates me because he killed my snakes. And I'm like, well, first of all, wearing that outfit, wearing that outfit, smoking a cigarette and swearing I'm not surprised and and it's Sunday morning and you're not in church I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there's probably other things that he hates you for too but you know I'm not a big bible reader but I'm pretty sure in the bible it says if God hates you he doesn't kill snakes I'm pretty sure of that Oh, snakes might be the devil I'm not saying that I'm pretty sure unless somebody can prove me wrong on this thing they can show me what verse it says that I don't believe it. (laughs) So finally we get the water off. Plumbing company's there. They're going to pump the thing. They're going to pump it out. There's no sense of pumping when you have to because it's not going to do anything. They start pumping that basement and the other basements out. And uh, and I was ready to leave. I pulled up to see if they needed anything else. And one of the guys there I know, I know the plumbing company, and he walks up, and I'm talking to the maintenance guy and one of the plumbing guys, plumbers. The other plumber comes up and he goes. He turns to me, he turns to us, and he says, you want to hear some effed up stuff? That guy says, if we're in the basement and if the snake comes swimming towards us, the snake is friendly. We can put our hand out and we can pet it and it'll actually come up on our arm. He goes, bullshit, I'm taking a pipe to the down there. I see a snake coming to me. I'm smashing it in the head. I'm like, well, I, you know, I definitely agree with happens. So the next day I call the, the plumber because I have his number and I call him. And I said, hey dude, whatever happened? He goes, oh, you won't believe this. Two of the snakes... Because one was a python, so this thing's huge. That one was in its aquarium, floated up, and then it floated down, and he was safe. There was another one on a cage aquarium on a mattress, and it went up and it went down. The other one got loose and was swimming around. That one looked a little peaked, and the lady was very upset. She grabbed the snake and she was giving her mouth to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron. If there was a veterinarian said, Jay, you're gonna have to give this snake mouth to mouth, or he'll die. I would say, where's the shovel at? I'll dig a hole. Cause I ain't giving no snake mouth to mouth. Fuck
0: no. Yeah, I was about to say what. Like, I was about to say, what if it was a fucking python, and that's fucking going around loose down there? Fuck that. No. Even even if that thing fucking bites you, it's gonna fucking hurt. No, 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 no.
1: You, you, I can see if there's a cage and you're in normal settings. This thing's scared as hell. And think about it. It's a hot-blooded animal, okay? I thought the they were cold-blooded. cold Yeah, they're cold-blooded. They're cold-blooded, so they need the heat. Right. They don't, you know, it's not, you know, They're so the city water is running around 50 degrees. That's not warm. Right. So, this thing is going to be cold. It's going to look for heat. So, if it sees a human, knows that a human has body heat, it's going to be climbing all over and twisting all over you just to get on it. Right. And then I had another nut job that happened last last week was I had an appointment to go in the morning. So, I go there and knock on the door and the lady goes, who's there? I'm barely hearing it, okay? And I said, you know, city of Grand Rapids Water, I have an appointment. Come back later, I think she... I barely heard it, but I think she said come back later. And I was like, oh, you no, 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 I need to talk to you. Sounds like she's on her couch screaming across the room. So I wait a few minutes, knock again. She said, go away or I'm going to call the police. I'm like, okay, I'm done, yes. I'm leaving. So I call my boss, he calls... I go put a tag says missed appointment. He calls the... Husband who set the appointment said he goes yeah. If my I didn't put my fault, I didn't put it on the calendar, and my wife doesn't like people showing up that doesn't have um, that we don't have an appointment for. She doesn't like doing that. She gets upset. Okay, so I she must open the door like later, and this happened like eight eight thirty, like around eight fifteen in the morning. She calls at three o'clock because I think she opened the door and saw the tag said missed appointment and there's going to be a fee with that. She calls and says, well, I didn't let your guy in because of his behavior. He was angry. And it's like, no, we already know why you didn't do it. The only reason why you're saying that is that I scared you is because you were too damn lazy to get off the couch and you didn't realize you were going to have to pay for this. Right. And... So they call her back. They explain to her, says, right here's notes. Your husband said he forgot it. You don't like letting people in. We're not going to do this. You're going to have to pay the fee. Well, your guy has a bad behavior. And and they said, you know what? We know the guy. No, he didn't. And if he did sound a little louder, it's because he could barely hear you because you didn't answer the door. He goes, you didn't come to the door and talk to him. You were a distance away. Some people in life. Hey, it's Luke. Hi, hey, Luke. The cat's here. How
0: old is he now? He is 15. I think Anken's getting up there, too, and doesn't... Doesn't even... Probably hasn't even aged a bit, but hasn't
1: no. no, he's still the same as he was when we, well, when we were kitten. Well, we got him at the old house. Ooh, he didn't like whatever that was. What's on
0: there? I think it's Glass. Luke, oh. get away from there. <laughs> no, Luke.
1: Did you hear that? He was, he's not happy. It's, what
0: happened to do with the back of his tail?
1: I don't know. He hit something.
0: Go. No. Hold on. <laughs> Everybody at home is giving him treats. You want some
1: treats? Come here, Luke. Over here. Stay over here. All right. We just gave the cat treats. He's hungry. Nobody's letting me in the house. Nobody left me in the house. i got to see what's going on down here. I try to see what the glass is, and or is that glass or whatever it is. I don't know. The boys didn't take care of something on here. What's new?
0: Well, do you want to end at that? We're gonna be yeah. At two hours. Let's call two hours. Yeah. Holy shit!
1: Oh, and uh, and I hope if you skip the Scott Hastings interview, go to it. He's a great guy. Great story. Um fantastic. If you're gonna listen to something, listen to his. I look forward to having him on. Yeah. All right.